Hey there, he's Andy Bush. And she is Mel Gedrich. Hello, you join us. It's episode nine of Mel Gedrich's Quilting. We are still remote, but still together. Yes. Always. Get your needles out, get your threads out, get your patches out, get your material out. Come on, team. Let's get quilting. Bushy, I'm feeling quite emotional. This is episode nine of our podcast. Episode nine? How did that happen? I mean, if we were on Dallas, episode nine, that would be the Oil Baron's Ball or something like that, with Charlene Tilton (laughs) losing it and upending all the um, barbecue tables with all the cooked meats on them. That sounds sounds very dramatic. We're at the sort of, I'd say we're at the zenith of the drama. On our podcast, yeah? And as if to underline that, um, obviously we are chatting to each other via the powers of video Zoom screen or whatever it is. You've come further into the nook, I would say, in terms of your wardrobe from what I can see of you right Mate, now, Mel. as the weeks of lockdown have progressed, I have I have gone further into the nook, absolutely. <laughs> I'm now so embedded in my pink fake fur coat <laughs> It's actually really, it's quite nasty. I think it's giving me some sort of a rash. I've got a boiler suit to the left, a sundress, <laughs> a lot of tweed. Uh, you're looking quite bright and sunny there, though, Bushy. How It looks Thank quite you. A pretty sort of jolly where you are. Yeah, I've had a week off work, so I, I feel like I've got a bit of a, a dirty tan oh. from going around in the back garden in me, in me shorts and stuff like that as well. So, yeah, feel rested. I feel ready to do some serious yeah. quilting. Did you do any quilting while you were on holiday? Did it, you know, did you, did you feel the need? Well, I think as we discussed in the previous episode, I, I felt like I'd lost a bit of my quilting mojo and was worried that I didn't have it anymore. But my, me and my other half, Katie, have been sitting down whilst we've been watching the telly in the evenings and getting a few squares done oh. each day. And I feel like uh, we've made a bit of progress. I feel like I'm back in Mate, the game. I can tell that you are. I can see it in your eyes, Bushy. I can see it in, in the muscles of your right arm that you are ready. You're ready. Oh, ready for I this. I it's so blooming, relaxing. Big news, my front, um, is I've got a new pair of scissors. Have you? The ones I had before, those large uh, orange dressmaking ones, and I've got some little snippy, little snippers now. It's one really Oh, let's have a hear of them. That's a lovely snipping noise. Let's have a hear of them. They're little, nip, they're little nippy, nippy, nippy snippers. And I have to say, uh, I feel rather bad because at present I'm cutting off Daisy Duke from Dukes of Hazard's head from her body. <laughs> what does she do to you? What's, why have you got this vendetta? What's going on? <laughs> do you remember Daisy Duke? I loved Daisy Duke. She was the best of all the Dukes. Is this a little bit before your time, Bushy, Dukes of Hazard? No, no, no. I used to watch um, the programmes like Dukes of Hazard. There's certain programmes that remind you of having wet hair, wearing dinosaur pyjamas, and you're allowed to watch it before you have to go to bed. Oh, so you've had your tea, you've had your bath. Yeah. You watch it. So that was like pre-going-to-bed programme, uh, yes, Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. Well, Daisy, as we all remember, was the... Uh, she was the glamorous. She was the glamour on the show, wasn't she? And her, she really was. Her shorts were so short that they barely covered half a buttock. <laughs> do you remember that? But in a very, I do remember in that. a lovely sort of tea time telly way, nothing rude. There was no, no, quite no. a lot on display. I remember my dad, having never really watched TV all day, suddenly would be in the room for the Dukes of Hazard, and, and I suddenly realised why. But it's all right, lovey. So little Veets, come on through. Come on through. Apparently it's lunchtime, gang. There's no lunchtime oh. for Mummy. Mummy's working. <laughs> 
Can I um can I put in an order with with Veets? Hello. Hi there. Could we have a cheese and ham sandwich, please, Veets, with a glass yep, of coke, of not diet Any coke, normal orders? coke. Uh, crisps. Cool. What yeah. flavour? Salt vinegar, please. Great. Can, uh, <laughs> what's for lunch, lovey? Sorry about um, this game. Salad. Oh, hello. And yes. soup. Ooh. Soup and salad. It's like a brasserie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. Can I have a soup and salad, love, and right. some nicely dressed. Yeah. Uh, you know, a good amount of of moistening on that salad and some and some croutons okay in the soup and a Ooh. little bit of seasoning okay. go easy on the pepper though and some sparkling water and some sparkling okay. sparkling water you've just ordered there as well is this how it normally works your children come up and take your order Mel is this sparkling, how this works in your I said, house sparkling water please my love yes please bring it up she's saying am I supposed to bring it up of course you are love I can't eat it remotely oh, the service in this house I've got to say I've really they they have really really they've they've raised the bar since lockdown the two the two teenage daughters so one have is they? downstairs cooking that up and the other's blooming serving it it's really what? really good that is that not that would make me suspicious <laughs> teenagers doing exactly what you want them to do mate, is is there someone else going on are they planning a party mate, and just trying to butter you up Mel I don't actually know I think everyone is slightly losing it. But this is absolutely fine. I'm going to go with this. I'm going to add... Now, I've just got to say, so our patches that we're using are five centimetres squared. Daisy's face is about... Ooh, it's about eight centimetres squared. I'm just going to go for the central area of her face. Is that all right, Bushy? Yeah, I think if you cut the eye bit off, it looks like you've, you've, you've got some vendetta going on. Yeah. Uh, so try and just get the face in the middle, I think, is probably the way to go, isn't it? There's another patch which I can just do for her cleavage. Literally, the cleavage will fill the whole thing. Oh, I'm cutting That's Daisy's face, Bushy. I feel bad. She's got such a purry... She's got a mighty purry face. Little Daisy. Got a real pretty, that girl got a real pretty face. <laughs> I'm ba- do you remember Boss Hog? Do you remember him? <laughs> who was the um who was the useless deputy who couldn't do anything? Was he Rascal Pete Coltrane? Oh yes. Was he the one so Boss Hog was the small guy in the white suit? Yes. And who did the <laughs> You know the old, um, what was the, was it Grandad Duke? What was that his name? Grandpa Duke. The big Duke. old fella with the... Oh, oh hang it. on. I, yes. I liked his dungarees. I've always, oh. as a man, I've never worn dungarees before. I don't know whether I could rock a pair of dungarees, Mel, Matey, or not. Do you know what I mean? Matey, you are a cutting edge, trendy, indie broadcaster, mate. Of course you could rock a pair of dungarees. But, I appreciate that. Thank but you. go easy. Don't, don't, I wouldn't go too tight. I worry that if I wore dungarees, I'd look like a children's TV presenter who's fallen on hard times. <laughs> There, there is that element, Bushy. But uh, okay, I, I, it's a risk, I, isn't it? Now, listen, I'm going in with a needle to Daisy's face, and I should say we had an amazing. Oh, this is going to be very strong. Can you see that? So it's just literally her face on the patch. <laughs> isn't that great? <laughs> it, it looks good. It looks like you've cut her face out of a magazine for some weird project. But yeah, that's fine. It looks good. So you may be wondering why I've got this extraordinary piece of uh, of Daisy Duke memorabilia material. Um, uh-huh. We had the most lovely uh, package in the days where uh, our office was open and we could receive packages. I'm so sorry we can't receive any actual physical material at the moment. Um, anyway, this came from America. It came from <gasps> Ruddy, the US of A. A delightful, wow. delightful package uh, from a quilting listener called Joe. 
And he sent a ruddy plethora of goods. And with the goods, he's... uh, Joe's an intellectual, Okay. He sent this file of information. Can you see that? Yeah, wow. It looks like someone's um, GCSE end-of-year project. Yeah, mate, exactly. So, basically, Joe wrote the history of Mills and Boone, the official history of Mills and Boone. Oh, wow. He was tight with Barbara Cartland. Imagine that. (laughs) Yeah? Imagine that. And he sent us three amazing things. We've got the Daisy Duke T-shirt, which I'm doing at the moment. I'm patching that in at the moment. Um, Nice. We've got some brief encounter uh, material, uh, which comes on a tea towel, which I'll come to later. And something called The Woman Without Mercy, which is this extraordinary... It's like a sort of piece of tapestry. Look at that. Oh, wow. God, it looks like um, some kind of post you'd have on a World War II bar or in, in Paris yeah. or, or Germany or somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, it's, it was basically, I think it's from the 30s, uh, Red Letter. It was like a sort of mini novella magazine that came with um, the Family Circle magazine in the 30s. And um, it, it, it's, it's just extraordinary. We've got all this kind of, it's all sort of fantasy material. I really love it. The Daisy Duke, the Brief Encounter and the Red Letter. It's all fantasy. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Lunch has arrived, matey. <laughs> just come on! Oh my Look at Lord. this. Mel's daughter handing her a tray of soup as we speak. Thank you so much, lovely John. Put it down there. It's like a really posh version of the uh, the comedy soap opera Porridge. Oh, yeah, exactly. I can sm- I can smell the dressing gang. It's so lemony no, and vinegary. No, it smells. Um, Oh, Floss, I'm salivating. Thanks, love. You're welcome. Oh, is there a spoon? Is there a spoon? Yeah, there's a spoon. Thank you so much, my love. I'll call down for dessert, um, you know, shortly. Have you got a bell, a little finger bell you can use for that? Or how do you how do you uh, get your next course? <laughs> Guys, this is like Downton Abbey here, seriously. It really is. It really, really is. This is un- unbelievable that soup looks really really good right so I'm, I'm patching in daisy so joe thank you so so much for listening he's listened to every single ep and um, that's amazing I, I bet his house or flat is full of amazing you know you go and have a glass of scotch and walk around he can tell you stories yeah. about oh i got that from this or that from yes. that or whatever yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. Know what I mean? yeah exactly he's a really talented writer and um I think if we ever get to go out to QuiltCon in Austin, Texas, we should uh, we should stop off at Joe's because he's a friend of the show, man. Well, let's just let's get ourselves a uh, camper van and let's just do a quilting tour of the United States. Oh, Matt, what about that? That'd be so good. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. Quilting, barbecuing, going yeah. to visit Joe, yeah. going to QuiltCon, winning some form of a best quilt. Best in breed Mate, category for quilting. That is seri- that's what you're after, isn't it? You, you isn't it? You don't want to come back from QuiltCon without a prize, do you? We ain't coming back from QuiltCon without a prize. No. And what will happen is we'll turn up at... Um, what was that airport up in the Lake District that we're slightly obsessed with? Oh, Carlisle International. We'll turn up at Carlisle International Airport and then on the steps of the plane hold the, the quilting trophy up and people go crazy like when the Beatles arrive yes. somewhere. Do you know what I mean? There'll be loads of quilting fans wow. kind of fainting, Whoa. holding up pieces of quilt. <laughs> One day, Bush. One day. One day. One day. Hey, listen, we've had some brilliant messages in to our um, Instagram page, at Mel G Quilting. Thank you to everyone who sent stuff in or got in touch with us. We asked you, what are you doing whilst listening to the uh, Mel Gedroch's Quilting Podcast? And we've had some very interesting stuff coming in. Oh, go on, go on, go on. Smithy uh, has got in touch. She is stripping the skirting boards whilst listening to the podcast. 
That's a rough old job. That's a rough job. Monica's doing some knitting. Uh, Kate Randon, Kate Randon, is making her first ever quilt whilst listening along with us, which is pretty cool. That's lovely. Uh, let's see what else we've got going here. Uh, the Baroness Designs has got in touch with us to say that uh, she listens to the podcast whilst doing her daily walk. Laughing out loud at random intervals is great for keeping people at a safe two metres distance. <laughs> oh, oh, bless her. And hi to Majet's blog on Instagram who listens whilst writing their dissertation. But sometimes I get distracted and I just think about quilts. And I think we can totally empathise with that, can't we, Mel? Yeah. Hey, I tell you what, you know, we have asked people to get in touch with us with what they're doing whilst the podcast is on in the background. If you've been making your own food, fancy foods, you know, people been making their own soup there, let us know about it at Mel G Quilting. Tell us. Send in a photo. Funny you should mention that, Bushy, because Bohemian Be Delicious... Um, has sent, oh my days, this is a glorious cake. Can you see that? It's a triple layered sponge cake and it's got kind of flowers and strawberries and amazing stuff on the top. And then there is some um, actual mobile bunting, which is being kept. Isn't that great? Well, we were asking people to send in what they've been baking and they, these guys are very, very good with their hands yeah. and very resourceful, aren't they? The people that listen to this podcast. That bunting, I'm, I'm just looking at the bunting in more detail. It's actual real material, Bushy. And it's being held up by sort of two flagpoles made possibly of chopsticks. That is really, that's really good. <laughs> and she's used the very, I'm, assuming, I'm saying she, it might not be she, um, they're using the very, very cunning technique, which Mary Berry always uses, uh, to make something look a little bit more informal, of uh-huh. uh, dusting with icing sugar. It works on anything, that, doesn't works. it? A bit of a dusting with, I would use that in day-to-day life just to make things yeah. a bit more informal. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Just dust yourself. Just dust watch yourself watch telly. I had a lovely message from um, Rima Zimchik. Now, she's got a tip for us. This is great. Uh, she says, The use of the Bakewell tarts or any other item highlighted in a quilt is known as fussy cutting. Ooh. Isn't that great? So you would say, I'm going to fussy cut this material and it would mean you were going to cut a block with the theme of the fabric, be it cat, dogs or Bakewell tarts, being the centre of the block. How cool is that? don't quite understand that so you well because you you were cutting up your um the shirt. one of your shirts yeah. uh and then did you fussy cut at the time or did you centrally uh cut out a cake i just cut the, the whole cake pattern? mate yeah just cut out the cake fussy cutting that's good fussy cut. i'm well, gonna try a bit of fussy cutting when we go to QuiltCon, let's yeah. just say pretty much on landing um in austin texas that uh that we'd like to go to the fussy cutting area Otherwise, we're going home to GB. Yeah? I would love to be pointing in the direction of the fussy... Oh, God, you've got to be careful how you say it, haven't you? Yes, you do, Bushy. You've got to be careful how you say that. I'm going to swear. I can't say it. I'm the fussy cutter of the fussy cutter's son. (laughs) Show off. Try that. I'm not doing it. I'm 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 going to swear. I can't say it without swearing. I like fussy cutting. I'm the fussy cutter's son. Nearly. (laughs) That's great. That's Isn't a good that lockdown great? game, actually. That's a good lockdown game. Lockdown have a little games. Drink, have a little drinky and then try a, a few little tongue twisters. Fussy, the fussy cutter game. Fussy cutter and the fussy cutter. I like to cut some fussy and the fussy cutter. <laughs> hey, we can play that on the plane on the way over to uh, Austin, Texas, can't we, for QuiltCon? I should have said, I should have said, this Daisy Duke material is brilliant and it's actually on an official Dukes of Hazard t-shirt. And I do feel quite bad about this, but it was signed by Daisy herself. Um, Why? 
It's a really lovely message uh, saying lots, lots of love, Catherine, Catherine Rush, I think her name is. Ka- oh, Catherine Rush. Hey, she's Catherine got nice, Rush. friendly writing. I think she's a nice person. I like and that. And you've I just like. cut her face out. And I'm now, now you about just to cut her face. <laughs> Have you fussy cut her face? I'm is fussy. that what you've done? I'm f- I'm just about to fussy cut round her <laughs> minuscule shorts. Wonder what you're going to say there for a second. <laughs> oh my days! Oh my wow, days. so you you actually you you were in, including into our quilt here a bit of actual memorabilia, top yeah. level memorabilia. Yeah. Do you remember all the way back, Bushy? I think it probably was episode one, um, the David Hasselhoff signed T-shirt. Yeah. Well, Joe basically said. Pa, David Hasselhoff, I give you Daisy Ruddy Duke, and and he's right. She's a cut above. She's a he cut said, above the Hoff. Hoff Schmoth, in many he? ways, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's fun. Have you? Did you ever have a signed picture of someone when you were a kid? Any signed little postcards or autographs? <sighs> I sent off a little postcard to Brian Walden, um, who did ITN's Weekend World. <laughs> I really loved him, and he sent what, back a why? photo. I just loved him, Bushy. He was so. What about good. him though? Why he him? This, he had a brilliant voice. He had this amazing. He used to say "In Britain, In Britain," like that, and I used to absolutely love him. My dad and I used to watch Weekend World together. So yeah, I sent off a little a little letter to Brian Walden, and um, he wrote back. Oh, that's lovely. Did that's you, so cool. you you were quite into that, Bushy, weren't you? Who did who's Who's did you have? Footballers. Footballers? You're absolutely right. Peter Shilton. Oh. Do you remember him? The, the big, big old goalkeeper. He looked like um, a claymation from uh, Harry Hanrahouse and whatever his name is. Um, yes. A fantasy movie from the 70s. Huge uh, hands. Massive hands. Hair like a Brillo pad. Yeah. I, Schiltz was still blooming goalie in Italian 90, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, Schultz he was, he was, was uh, still goalie. Yeah, it was donkey's years. He, he was the one who famously got um, done by the hand of God from Maradona. If you remember that, oh wow! Do you remember yes. that? that goalkeepers looked different back in those days? They were like welders, yeah. whereas goalies are a bit more nimble now in modern football. Yeah. But he he sent us a sign. We I think we bumped into him at Plymouth Airport or something like that, Lovely. or something weird like that, because he I played didn't... for Plymouth Argyle or he was the manager or something. And then he sent us a little signed card, which was nice. Bushy, I was going to say, I've been fairly busy here, uh, snipping, cutting, fussy cutting, sewing uh-huh. up Daisy Duke's nether regions. What have you actually been doing? Have you actually been, been doing any sewing? It's been catching up with you and that. Unbelievable. Hey, I'll tell you what I've been doing, Mel. I've got Go a fantastic, on. fantastic little thing that's been sent into us here at the podcast. Yes. If you want to get in touch, at Mel G Quilting. Uh, a letter and a box from a lovely listener called Faye. Oh, yeah. Who says, Dear Mel and Andy, I have so enjoyed listening to your quilting journey so far and I wanted oh. to send in my own piece of fabric to be added to your quilt. Uh, before I tell you about this, uh, I need to give you some context. I've been sewing for 33 years. I started making clothes for my Cindy's in the mid-80s and oh. eventually graduated from university with a fashion degree. Oh, that is immensely cool. Cindy uh, in the mid-80s, that would have been a lot of ruching and puffball. She says, last year, my four-year-old, Holiday, cracking name, was invited to a Halloween party. All her friends were going as Disney princesses or fairies of some description. When asked Holiday what she wanted to be, without a moment's hesitation, she said, a carrot. 
Oh. I can tell she feels a million dollars in this costume from her expression and her poker <laughs> straight back that she's got. To me, it's the joy of sewing. She had a bonkers idea and I was thrilled to be able to bring her idea to life. Oh, so here's a piece is... of orange carrot fabric. Cool. What a cool mum. Oh, that's genius. Is there a little picture of, um, of Holiday? Look at this. Oh, Oh, she's Dressed absolutely as a adorable. Has she got loads of orange paint on her as well, face paint? Or is that it's just It's lumped up a little bit. <laughs> and she's got an enormous carrot um, leaf sticking out of her head. That is make, brilliant. It makes me want to dress up as a carrot during lockdown. It really does make me want to dress up as well. Have you had any dress-up nights, Bushy, on lockdown? That's a slightly personal It's a little bit personal, isn't it? <laughs> Have you had any, have you had any comedy dress up nights? We had one the other day. It was really fun. Um, what did you dress up as? I dressed up as Theresa May. Um, ben <laughs> dressed up as a rugged farmer with sort of blacked out teeth <laughs> and an old straw hat. <laughs> and the girls dressed up. Um, one, oh, Veets did a sort of hippie, which was very good, with a big eye painted on her forehead. As and you do. little floss went goth. Yeah, she went as a sheer Susie Sue. She looked great. I really see. Weird thing is, right? My other half, Katie, has got an actual phobia of fancy dress. Oh, you're kidding! Actual phobia of fancy dress. No. So never gets involved. Not interested. So hang on. What if she sees somebody in fancy dress? Is Doesn't that bad? Like it. Doesn't <gasps> like it. So it's not just a. Um, hang on. Look. Can I just show you? This is Daisy's shorts. You've perfectly captured her her full um, gusset area, I would say. That's so quite f- extraordinary, isn't it? Five by five gusset. <laughs> oh, Joe, lovely Joe! If you only could see what we've done to your beloved Daisy. Um, so that's really interesting. And does that have an official name? Fear of fancy dress. It must do. There must be a kind of phobia out there. But she doesn't. Anyone dressed up as anything, she absolutely hates it. Like absolutely hates it. So God, I just funny old stick. Well, she she told me something else the other day about sewing and stitching and yeah. quilting. Katie did because she was helping me me stitch some of these the other night. She yeah. told me that that she heard that if you stepped accidentally on a needle, and maybe our audience, our quilting listeners, can help us with this. If you stepped on a needle and didn't get it out, it could be drawn into your blood supply and go and spike into your heart. Or something. It'd be drawn into your body. Katie, who is, what, 34, 35, actually believes that to be the case. Mate, that's absolutely awful. But it's not true, though, is it? Is it true? She she believes it to be true, that you can ingest ingest a needle. Oh, that's terrible. That's like some awful fairy story, isn't it? Isn't it? Who was the one that um, pricked her finger on on the spindle? Sleeping Beauty, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it Sleeping yeah, Beauty? I Went think to sleep so. for hundred. Oh, that's that's no, that's not good. That's not a good good thing to do. It's just full of scare stories, that girl. Bush, have you actually done any quilting yet, mate? We're pretty much halfway through this episode. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, Orange come on. little square going Yay. on. Yay. The little carroty square. <laughs> uh, lovely Faye, though, who sent in the, the, the little carrot outfit. She sent us in something that might be a game changer for us to use on the podcast. Oh, what's that? Uh, it's a glue gun. And apparently she says that once you start using a glue gun in quilting, there's no turning back. And I think this thing, which just looks like your average little, uh, you know, one of those markers that you'd use to write into a school uniform, whose it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks a bit like that. Uh, But you just glue the fabric directly onto the card and you don't need to do any, you don't need to do any sewing. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't think my tiny mind can actually take that. 
gluing onto the patch instead of sewing. Bush, yeah. I'm what? No, I'm I'm no. That's too much. I'm worried about that. This means you could knock through hundreds of these little quilting squares in seconds. Apparently, loads of people in the quilting stroke fabric community, our listeners, our amazing podcast listeners, yeah. they all they've all got one of these things. Apparently, it's a must have a glue gun. No, they are. I'm not saying they're not amazing. I absolutely love our listeners, but is that is that right? Is that right to be adopting the glue gun? And whereabouts do you actually put it? Do you put it on the front or the back? Is it on the foldy bit on the back or does it go, I don't understand it, Bush. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions. You still do the folds and everything and then you glue. It just takes away the, the, the tacking business, does it? I guess, but I mean, I, I, for me, the needle and thread element is like the, is the key part of what we're doing here, isn't it? Mate, it's the threading of the needle. It's the feeling of the needle going through the card and through the yeah. fabric. Yeah. It's the feeling of the hospital corners around yeah. each square of patch. I, 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 oh, I don't know. I mean, it's a lovely, lovely gift. And for that, Faye, I thank you. But I won't be using it. <sighs> Whoa, purist over there. Check out the purist broadcasting from her cupboard over there, huh? I know. Bush, you be my guest. You use the glue gun. Absolutely fine by me. I will wow. not judge you for that, but I will not be partaking. This glue gun's the Yoko Ono of this little um, quoting podcast at the moment, <laughs> isn't it, eh? It really, really is. Can I ever give it a smell? I love the smell of stuff like this. What does no, it even smell of anything? Stop it. No, stop, Bushy, stop it. You're in lockdown. It's going to have a very big effect on you if you do that. I'm, I'm coming up now. I'm coming up right now on this. <laughs> Come on, let's get quilting. Hey, I tell you what, though, the, the glue gun would re- totally remove the entire um, thimble uh, market. Sorry, it? I stopped listening to you after you said the word glue gun. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I won't use the glue gun. Oh, I've gone slightly rogue, Bushy, because I'm, I'm out of my cardboard squares and I didn't actually measure that with a ruler. I just went freestyle. Let's hope that that, um, that works. I'm on to the second uh, piece of amazingness that Joe sent us from, uh, from New York. Uh, it's the Brief Encounter tea towel, David Lean's classic 1945 film, starring Celia Johnson, Trevor Hard, Joyce Carey, Stanley Holloway and Margaret Barton. Also starring... Carnforth Station as Milford Junction. Oh. Have, you, have you seen Brief Encounter, mate? I've never have. I'm, I'm not... You're going to hate me for this. I, d- I don't really like black and white films. Oh, matey, stop isn't that, it. Isn't that Why? a Neanderthal of me? I don't know, I just don't like... Uh, you know, if this, there's, there's colour films going, watch colour films. Black and white films is like get, using a, a phone that is discontinued. It's old tech. Bushy. Sorry, matey, but you're indie. You're, tre- but, you're trendy and you're indie. You've got. To I don't like. I don't like the way people matey. talk in black and white movies. Though they talk too quickly. What do you mean, Mrs. Jenkins? I don't know. What if I get out and give you a speed ticket? What do you think? Okay, come over here. So, you know what I mean? Like people don't talk like that. It's oh, would you have to real. come over here, my dear? Try my nice little bit of fish in a bucket. Yeah. So it is. <laughs> yes, you have to get. You do have to get your head around. How about the double whammy, Bushy? A black and white film with subtitles. Oh, not in a million years, mate. Not in a right, million I'm, years. I'm going to set you a task to watch a really, really long Swedish. Let's give oh. you an Ingmar Bergman oh. black and white film. Um, oh, Taste of Strawberries, is that an Ingmar Bergman? With subbies, mate, OK? Oh, I don't know if I could do on it. On lockdown, come on. Shall I read a little message that's come in? Yeah. To, uh, Instagram, at Mel G Quilting, we love your messages. Anna says, guys, I'm going to send you a picture of the fabric I was going to send, because obviously we can't get into our HQ 
to, to get any of our fabric at the moment because of the lockdown. It's from a skirt I wore when I graduated as a nurse six years ago. My children were very young when I trained, and it's the hardest thing I've ever done. In February this year, I finished my postgrad to become a children's mental health nurse, and unfortunately, my graduation in June has been postponed, but hopefully I will get that another time my job is very stressful albeit rewarding and listening to your podcast weekly gives me the light relief i need so thank you very much that's from anna bellew bless her how lovely i blooming love nurses i think they're absolutely extraordinary all of them what's the fabric like have a look at that photo look at that beautiful bit of fabric oh that's oh wow so black backgrounds jet black background and loads of kind of quite Quite, they're bright, aren't they? Little flowers, lovely. And lovely that, that's of... her graduation dress. Graduate? I wouldn't want to fussy cut that. You'd have to keep it as is, wouldn't you? No, you wouldn't want to even remotely fussy cut that. I'm doing a, a bit of the brief, the brief encounter tea towel. Oh, I'm oh, terribly, yes. terribly, terribly worried about him. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's the <sighs> it's the lady at Carnforth Station. I, I think she runs the tea, the, you know, the tea house. <laughs> She runs the cafe. And she probably speaks very, very quickly like that. Hey, what'd you like? A nice tea cake. What'd you like? Like that. Eba, yeah, get yourself in. You'd be sort through. I'm sorry. I'm really pleased with this latest bit of patch. This is from the Brief Encounter tea towel from our lovely friend Joe in America. That's strong. Amazing. Oh, would you take your muddy boots off before you come in this cafe? I'm just about to turn the urn on. What would you like? Oh, I don't know. Oh. Very demanding, aren't you, sir? Go and sit over there in the corner. The way that they give you the money back at the till. You one, you two, you three, you four, you ten. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they would always wear, if they were sort of leafing through notes, that weird little cap, that rubber cap on the finger. Oh, yeah, like a swimming it hat. So can... Yeah. That yes. always used to free me out at the post office. You get like, do you remember that? They don't do it anymore now, but like a wet sponge pad in an ashtray yes. that you put your Awful. finger in. What was that all about? It, it, well, I tell you what, it, it was a, it was a petri dish of of life in that. Yes, not not good, not good at all. I'm going to go for Celia Johnson next. Now, really, really focusing in now, just to get this bushy. What I've what I failed to tell you is uh, something quite big happened on Easter Sunday. Okay, is this about Jesus or anything like that, or? It's nothing about, uh, no, nothing to do with that. Okay. Do you remember in episode one, Bushy, when I revealed somewhat laughingly that um, I might have gone into my husband's wardrobe? <gasps> oh, the shirt. Yeah, the infamous shirt that he never wears, the shirt that he hates. Yeah. Uh, because I thought it'd be quite funny to cut out a patch from the <laughs> aforementioned shirt in the wardrobe. Um, because I know that he would never, ever find it. Uh-huh. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know as well that he would never listen to this podcast because it'll take him about two years to listen to it. <laughs> anyway, it's Easter Sunday. It's really hot outside. What do you like to wear as a man on a hot day? You some like kind short, of shirt. Some kind of shirt. Maybe some kind of short-sleeved shirt. Oh. He put some white linen shorts on and he said, oh, I just want something to, I don't know, just something a bit, something I haven't worn for a while, something that's nice and cool. <laughs> My heart fell 
into my boots. I felt sick rise into my throat. I saw his hand reach for the blue, intensively patterned, short-sleeved shirt. And he took it he took it out. He didn't notice. He didn't notice. He buttoned it up. He went downstairs with a massive square cut out of the back. Oh I was my howling. That is amazing. Absolutely howling with laughter. Here, I'll put this up on our Instagram. Uh, this is this is. Um, can you see that? <laughs> it looks like Robinson Crusoe. He's got like a big rip bit down the back of his back of his shirt, just above his shorts. Oh God, bless him, poor Ben. <laughs> he, was, he was a bit annoyed. So, how in terms of your relationship then? Yes, that, he's proved that he does wear the things you buy him then in the end, because this was a test. It was a test no, shirt. Matey, matey, this is bad. This is awful. I'd misremembered it. He'd bought it himself. <laughs> oh, he'd actually man. Bought it. Yeah, he'd bought the shirt. He'd bought the shirt himself. That's which even is a, worse. It's, it's, it's terrible. And, and he said, well, no, I, 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 I actually really like this shirt. Mate, what am I going to do? <laughs> I can't believe it. It's not like you can nip out to the shop and go and get a replacement, is it? Because we're all trapped indoors. No. And he sort of wore it slightly martyrishly for most of Easter Sunday. Oh, dear. And what what a religious time to be wearing it as well. Oh, dear, oh, dear. So, Bushy, listen, maybe we can come back to this um, next time. But I just wonder how I can make amends. (laughs) Yeah. And I was thinking possibly, should I try and patch it? So put in a patch. I'm, Will I'm, that look I'm, good? That, <laughs> that no. silence to me said absolutely everything I needed to know about the idea. <laughs> okay, I won't be doing that. No, I thought I could find a nice little patch and patch it in. You know, like a, a denim. No, not denim. Something. What do you, it'll you like, me? You're a man. You're a man. How do you like, feel? Do you remember Rosie and Jim, the kids' TV show, the two uh, dolls made out of patchwork that lived on a canal barge? It looked like one yes. of them if you start sewing a patch on the back. I mean, where does it end? You have Garfield on his jean knees. <laughs> Rosie and Jim, Jim. Rosie and yeah, Jim. Jim. I remember them. They were sweet. They were both haunted, the pair of them haunted. <laughs> it Little was, buttons it for was eyes. aging guy plus two ragdolls travelling the canalways of Britain. I had, I had oh, a feeling that deep days. down the ageing guy, after a couple of Pinot Grigios, was the only one who could see those two dolls. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Ro- Rosie, Rosie, come back over here. I didn't, I didn't mean it. <laughs> really bleak. <laughs> really. Right, well, listen, people need to come up with... This is a scenario. You have, even oh, though you're dear. getting nice food brought to you by your children, there's clearly a scenario going on in Mel's house that she needs help with. If you were in her situation, what would you do? <gasps> At Mel G Quilting, drop us a message via the Instagram. Yeah, please do. I feel bad about it, actually. When he dropped that bombshell about having bought it himself, that was not good. His little eyes, they went down at the, at the corners. He he was really excited about wearing it because it was hot weather. <laughs> but he also said, it's what those... What, oh, he's coming up! He's coming up! Uh-oh. Benny? Benny, love! Oh, we were just talking about the shirt! Oh, no, this could be bad. Oh, no. Oh, no. The, the tread is very heavy on the steps. Oh, no. His voice is sad. Look, buff him up, buff him up. Benny, Benny! Really make him feel good about himself. Benny, okay. come on, love. He spilled tea. Hold on, hold on. He spilled his he spilled tea on his tea. having a nightmare, Benny, isn't he? come on, love. Oh, no, he spilled oh. tea on his trousers. This is getting worse for him, isn't it? 
Oh, no. Don't offer to put a patch on him. Do not offer to put a patch on him. <laughs> He's bought me tea and biscuits. Oh, that must make you feel terrible. You must feel awful. No. Benny, come close to the mic, my love. About a fist away. Hey, Ben. Hi, everyone. How are we all doing? Hey, Ben. Good, good to speak to you, man. How are you doing? Really well, thanks. Really well. Yeah. Um, thank you for being part of our podcast. We obviously have been hearing about the fact that uh, Mel, on episode one, took a went and took a chunk out of a shirt of yours. How, how are you feeling about that? I don't know which way to turn. I feel between a rock and a hard place, really. I mean, I think she... uh, I do feel like the chap who had his suits and ties cut up in the wardrobe, but I haven't done anything wrong. Well, except, of course, for not listening to the podcast until now. I'm now going to become a very religious devotee, but... It's nine weeks in, love, and you haven't listened to a single ruddy episode. I'm saving it up for a glorious binge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a binge that will be. Nine weeks of hard work. How did you, Ben? How did you feel when you when you put on your lovely shirt and put your, your, your shorts on to have a run around the garden, and you noticed that you had um, the back of your shirt missing? Do you know what? I didn't actually notice because it was <laughs> it was at the back. So the, the first thing I saw was my wife's, my dear wife's face, looking down and slightly sheepishly and laughing, but actually mainly laughing. <laughs> and um, this was a shirt that I have to say I probably bought a couple of years ago. <laughs> I was really looking forward to wearing it, but oh, I never quite enough. got the right occasion. It's a sort of slightly smart, short-sleeved, sort of summer casual thing. Yeah, we, we they look a, good. We went for a nice walk, and I thought, this is a nice shirt. Little did I know. But it was nicely aerated at the back, though, love. It is aerated, and perhaps we can make a feature of that. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing its, its restitution. And in fact, I've even earmarked uh, the shirt that can give the sacrificial patch to repair it because I've got another. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm quite well known for wearing very old, raggedy clothing. Yes. Family. Yes, he is. Okay, yeah. And um, I've, got, I've got a very old blue shirt that's kind of torn under the armpit and generally falling apart. But I think that that same equivalent bit at the back of the shirt takes very little wear. So um, I think we'll find that on the old shirt, I look forward to that one very beautifully sewn in. Wow, so it's seamlessly replaced by Mel because she's got these new skills with the quilting podcast now, obviously. Well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? I but don't love, know. I mean, yeah, no, that's, that's the lady from stuff. Brief Encounter. Yeah. That's no, that the lady who lovely. runs the calf at Carnival. very lovely. I'm trying to just distract distract the attention. <laughs> away, from, away from, I'd forgotten, love, that you'd bought the shirt. I thought you didn't like it. Well, I do. I like to buy a new shirt occasionally, but I feel bad about wearing it till I've worn out all its predecessors. That is I true. I don't like to wear something before it's really required. So Fantastic! That's an amazing approach to wearing clothing, Ben, and I salute you for that. You've got, you've got to get the full use out of the old ones. Save it up. So it, it always means I'm about five years out of date. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, though, love, for the shirt. I feel bad now. It's fine, though. It's a lovely anecdote. And what a great incentive for me now to properly sit down and listen to the podcast. And and actually, it's a great excuse for me. Nine weeks, nine weeks. Nine weeks. Because next time you're asking me to go and do a little job or something, I'll say, no, I've got to listen to the podcast. I've got no time for this housework stuff. Absolutely. Or doing the gardening. No, no, no. I've got podcasts. Okay, to. all right. So it'll come by straight back at you. <laughs> back at you. Hey, well, Ben, get, get you, keep those tracky bottoms on. Get ready to go and binge on the podcast. Then, good to speak to you. Lovely to see you and to speak to you. And uh, have you give fun. me the headphone. Thank you. Thank give me you. The head. Headphone's oh, coming back. Oh, he's getting. He's getting. He's getting a taste for this now. Oh, he is. Now there's your tea, Benny. Oh, thanks, love. Thank you. <laughs> he's got oh. a stripe on the side of his uh, uh, tracky bottoms. There. I see him just disappearing around the corner. Go slower, stripes. <laughs> <laughs> Go slower, stripes. Go a lot slower. I 
Do you think I got away with that? Last I think so. He's expecting okay, this to be resolved, isn't he? So we need to sort this out. Oh yeah. Big start. I mean, I will. I will have to patch. But also, you see, he will now. He feels a little bit guilty about not listening to the podcast. So, kind, we're kind of even, Stevens, which I like in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. No one is fully holding the tiller of the relationship. We're both seesawing <laughs> on a dangerous pivot, and that's the way I like it to be, Bushy. I agree with that. I agree with that. That's, that's a good way to look at things. Yeah. I'm about to sew into Celia Johnson's face. <laughs> in other news. <laughs> so we've got two film stars this week in our uh, quilt. That's quite exciting. We've got Daisy Duke, the the original, can original. I just say, Daisy Duke. Yeah. Catherine, her name was, is. Um, and we've also got Celia Johnson from Brief Encounter, uh, both courtesy of our lovely quilting friend, Joe from across the pond. Hopefully, Joe, we will come and see you when we come to um, QuiltCon in Austin, Texas. I must say, even though we are recording these um, latter episodes remotely, uh, because as we all are, we're in lockdown, or most of us, it still feels like we're very, very close to you. And I like that. I really like that. And thank you for sending virtual pieces of fabric, which you're doing lots on our Instagram. And it just feels like, you know, the quilt goes on. The journey continues, my friends. We ain't going to stop quilting for no one. Absolutely. And make sure you keep sending us those messages because we do love them. It's at Mel G Quilting on Instagram. And little Bushy, I will see you in a few days for the joys of episode 10, which I'm already looking forward to. Boom. I have to say, we've still got, even though we went into lockdown and we couldn't accept any real fabrics through the building, um, we've st- we had a bit of a backlog though, didn't we? It's we great. We've still got some nice little treats in store. Uh, we will try and get through as many people's messages and stuff like that as well. So keep, yeah, keep getting in touch with us because uh, we love hearing from you. And that's just how people have been getting through this whole lockdown together, really, is staying in contact. Parting is such sweet sorrow. I must leave you now, Bushy. I will see you for the next episode. It's been an absolute joy. Don't leave me, Bushy. Don't leave me here in this weird cafe at Carnforth Station with this sinister lady with the piled-up grey hair. (laughs) But leave we must, and we must make some thank yous before we go. And that's right, you must get on that train right away and go straight back to your husband. No, I don't want to go back to my husband. But you must, you must go back to your husband. This has been a something else production. The producer was Zoe Edwards. Our executive was Chris Skinner. Our amazing head of all things social and media, Silas Armstrong. And our technical wizardry was provided by none other than the Gullmeister, Mr. Gulliver himself. Now go back to your husband. But I don't want to. I'm in love with you. No, I'm really fine on lockdown, honestly. Absolutely (laughs) fine.